This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Yeah, baby. We're starting the podcast right now. We're back. You know what, dude? Live. Welcome, everybody, to the show. YKW. I started the social media podcast. The fact. The YKW Dude Podcast. YKWD's back again. Old school, back in the day, where it all started. Before them all. This podcast is so fun and crazy. It has no rules. Shut up. You're ruining this. Where's the bandana, man? Sorry, it's a comedy podcast. This isn't NPR. That's what this podcast does. Is there any better show? This is the original. Original. Yo, what's up? It's you know what, dude. Hey, I'm your host, Robert Kelly. And welcome back to another episode. I'm very excited about it's so funny. Every time I tell before we go, and I'm going to be talking to this camera over here, and every time I do it, the comics go, oh, what are you doing? Because <laughs> they, then they have no TV experience whatsoever. That's what it is. It's just non-television experience. Um, I'm very excited about the show tonight. Uh, I got uh, two uh, friends of mine on uh, and, uh, and two, not, not a comic on tonight, which is great, but uh, I think a, a comic... A comic in waiting, hopefully. Um, hopefully. I'm going to get him on stage one of these days. Um, I want to thank all the Patreon people, first of all. Thanks for joining the Patreon, especially you, Matt Terhune, joining right at the last fucking minute to see tonight's show because you were excited. Uh, thanks for joining the Patreon, all the new members, all the people that left at the end of the month. Go fuck yourself. Uh, we'll see you again soon, hopefully. Hope you enjoyed the page while you were on there. And uh, what else? I want to thank... Uh, I want to thank, um, that's it, YouTube. Oh, subscribe right now. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, hit the like, hit the, and 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 review us on, what are we going to do? Everything, right? Review everything. Just do the stupid shit you don't want to do. I mean, come on, review it. Give it a five star. Give me a four star. I don't give a shit. Uh, and uh, make sure you do that. Subscribe, like, comment, all that stuff. Uh, tonight, who do we got? Nicole, Nikki, new Nikki. We have, first and foremost, his works have been featured in the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and more, and he hosts Conversations <laughs> with Coleman, the podcast, Coleman Hughes. Yes! I'm very excited, and I, it's crazy because I keep saying your name, like, people are going to be like, really? Nobody knows you, like, here, like, comics. <laughs> so mean! <laughs> so shitty! <laughs> I, I come here all the time. That's what's fucking me up, is that... Every week. You're here, I'm here every Monday night. You're here every Monday night. You play. You you're always hanging out. Apparently, you're, I don't make much of an impression. <laughs> but you're you're all over uh, podcasting. You're one of the big podcasts. Um, you're part of this scene. And I'm like, I got Coleman Hughes on tonight, and they're like, who? I'm like Coleman Hughes, and it it blows my mind that people don't know who the fuck you are. Like in this <laughs> in our community, because you're part of our community. <laughs> You're part of the seller. What am I doing wrong? Right, we're going to figure that out tonight, man. Right. We're going to figure that out tonight, and hopefully, I'm hoping this show won't do anything for my career, but I'm hoping more people will go, will find, be like, oh, I, we, I know who he is now, and have yeah, you on. I would love that. And who else do we have on? Um, you can find him at like the Comedy Cellar. 
probably later tonight, maybe in the middle of this show, <laughs> we have Greg Stone. Fucking, you are such no, a pliable asshole. Pliable? Yeah, pliable. What does that even mean? That means Liz said do something. You're okay. No, I went. You're supposed to be on the show. <laughs> You're supposed to be on the show. Yes, I was supposed to be on the show, but I can't deny Liz. She's tough Italian. She's hard to deny. She's very, and she said, don't worry, I'm going to text Bobby. He'll be fine with it. She didn't text me. I know. So then I have to handle it. I mean, you. it's it's annoying. She is so. Can you read my You want to talk about a bully? You call me bully? Yeah. Liz is a bully. Oh, she's 100% a bully. She's a bully. And she's like me. three feet tall. Huh? Me too. Liz likes me. Liz. I don't know what it is. Yeah. But she treats me really, really well. I feel bad for other people because I see like. You know, That's odd. I'm like, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm like one second away from being on her bad side, but. Well, but, you aren't doing. Everyone wants a piece. Bots. Yeah. She won't answer that. But. Maybe uh, that's the secret. You have to not be a comedian. She, I would honestly say she tr- loves me, and I'm horrified of her wrath. Of like course, we all are. Yeah. People yeah. don't know about Liz. Liz is the general manager of the Comedy Cellar, okay? And she runs the day-to-day stuff. There's SDU books, and, and will, you know, pass people. There's Nomo owns. I call him the owner of all. Mm. He owns everything. Even look like he doesn't even own. He looks like he doesn't even own a pair of shoes sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I, f- I, maybe- I saw a guy give him a bag of leftovers coming out of Reggio's one night. This is for you. <laughs> um, but she is. She's scary. Liz. She's, yeah, she's scary. Yeah, but she'll kill for you. That's what's nice. She's like Wolverine. Like she's kind of like scary, but she'll like she. I don't say no to her because she does so much. She does all the shit that I'm scared to do to people. Yeah. You know, she'll like fight people for me. And I'm like, thanks. She knows I'm like a shy and not shy, but you know, I'm like, I'm a pussy, I guess. Yeah, you're a pussy. I'm a pussy. You're a pussy, but you're not. Here's the problem with you you're not a pussy. Right. You're that guy with like just stupid strength. Like, you're the guy that you push and then you just fucking kill everybody. That's it. But like the guy in dodgeball that couldn't throw the ball and you had to piss him off Mm -hmm. and then he could really go mental and do shit. You know what I'm I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I won't fight for me. It's a half ass. But I'll fight for you. If someone says some shit about you, I'll break their nose. Someone says something weird to me. Call my mother a whore today. Joe, I'm going to shove that camera up your fucking ass, Joe. (laughs) Fucking point that camera one more fucking time. Uh, But like, I never know how to handle... you're the only one wearing headphones. I love headphones. So wear them. Yeah, I can hear myself better. Yeah. You know, I like to hear my own voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, you don't use headphones? No, it makes me. You know how deaf people struggle to talk. Yes. Like in, Where are you, you know, going with this? Well, like when I put on headphones, I kind of struggle to talk like I normally do. I feel like I can't oh, hear right. my voice. I don't have a feedback between what I'm saying and how it sounds. I talk too loud. Yeah. I talk, you know, I talk in all kinds of really abnormal ways, so I just can't do it. You know why I think it is? Because I probably could have said that without using an offensive reference to deaf people. What's offensive? Deaf people. Can't I don't hear know you? nowadays. Listen, they he don't listen. I don't know. Coleman is in a. You understand? Know he's we're in comedy, right? Where we can pretty much say anything, and then we're actually in another part of comedy where ne- we're never going to make it. So it doesn't matter what we're gonna say. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. We're we're really protected. Yeah, yeah. If you're on this show, you're very. He's he has to be careful, right? Because he has a shot, right? You know what I mean? He's already there. <laughs> yeah, already there. Already there. You're already there. Well, well it's there. funny. Where is there? It is funny that people. Where is anywhere? I I you keep know? telling people about you. I was talking to Ari about you. I was like, you gotta. You you you're a musician. You play the uh, trombone. Trombone, with the band here, mm-hmm. but you're. I mean. You, you, what schools did you go to? I, I went to Juilliard for a bit. Yep. Dropped out. 
then went to Columbia where I finished. You finished. Mm-hmm. And what degree did you get in Columbia? Philosophy. Philosophy. Yeah. He has a podcast, a, a hugely successful podcast, uh, and it deals with, you know, politics, topics. I mean, it deals with everything, but it's a heavy podcast. It's technically a philosophy podcast. Right. But we did, you know, culture war, politics, right. all that kind of stuff. But And 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 then uh, he, he has this rap that came out. What was it? Gnome sent it to me. He's like, you got to check this out. And he sent me Coleman's rap, and I'm like, fuck. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to have to fucking tell him it's good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Any, yeah. Anytime somebody sends you, hey, you want to hear my song? No, I don't, because yeah. I don't want to lie to your face. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, I've done it before. Hollywood Bob told Dane his song was good when it came out, you know? And then I hit, I hit the button, and I was shocked. I was I was shocked how good the number one the so, the rap was, but the video was really high end. Yeah, I mean, w- holy shit, produced. Mm-hmm. Is that you or is that a is that a record company? Are you are is this what you're doing now? Are you signed? So I I mean I've all I've been a I was a rapper before I was a writer. What? Yeah, when I was at Juilliard, I was doing hip hop shows on the underground scene in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I'm a musician. I love jazz. I love hip hop. Right. So I'm, I'm very, I'm like an omnivore musically. I like a lot of different genres. Yeah. So music wise, I do everything myself. I produce the beats myself. I write the lyrics. I record it. I mix it. So I do all the music and I linked up with this guy, Ian Ponge Jewel, who's an amazing director. He's done commercial work for Nike, for Apple, for all kinds of top people. And I linked up with him. He did everything video-wise. Right. It was that, amazing. That was it. I mean, and make sure you put uh, when we uh, his his website and stuff and, and his, scroll that stuff for us while they're talking. Um, the video is on YouTube now, and I was I was in shock. I walked it twice, and then I was like to my wife, you know, from Boston, you got to watch this rap video. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have time. <laughs> she goes. I have to do shit. And I was like, <laughs> I felt like a little kid. You gotta watch this video. Yeah, but it's it's amazing. The name Thank of it you, is uh, blasphemy. Blasphemy. Mm-hmm. It's on YouTube. It's on your YouTube page. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you here's the thing, if you watch his, okay, keep going. Bring bring up one of his uh, YouTube clips did, of his. Did, did podcast. you take the headphones off? And I tried. Back I on. tried it. I can't do it. I got to get on. What do you mean? You. I feel this safe. is how you live. And every other when the moment you leave the room, you don't have head, headphones. If I take my headphones off, how's that off? uncomfortable? When I have them in, I hear that I'm talking, and I'm like, "Oh, I'm performing." <coughs> so I'm, OCD. I'm on. <coughs> OCD. Wow. But if I'm off, I don't. I'm also. I did my podcast for years on my own, so I never trust that I'm talking into the mic enough because uh-huh. I didn't have a fucking producer. Right. So I just like to know that it's still working. It's a part of me that goes, "Hey, we are recording." That's how that thing's on. It's that's old producer mentality for me. Interesting. Yeah. This is your podcast. Now, you watch this podcast. And first of all, he has the best sound (coughs) of any part. Like, it's, it's, do you really think that? It's crazy. And his, your voice is hypnotic Hmm. the way you talk. Go ahead, play it, play it. Listen. You just hear me talk now. You got to put your head. (laughs) Well, no, you're different now. Okay. Let me hear. Sooner rather than later, we just, we we need to complete. Nobody can hear. Good job. Is this well produced? I can't hear. Can you hear? I can oh. hear because I got the headphones in and it sounds great. I, I, I no one, hear it. My, no one plugged my headphones in. Thanks, guys. I can hear it. And, and, and 
That's me. Also quite cheap are wind, solar, and nuclear. Ah, fuck me. And so I'm, I'm curious. Oh, ruined the bit. This is a really strange experience. Yeah. Watching there's, there's talk to you. Hang on, hang on. Your book for sure, but almost, almost none of nuclear. Was it? Was that a deliberate omission, or do you do you have a preference between those three sources? Or right. what, what do you make of okay. that? Okay. Now stop. This guy. I mean, it's very analytical. Mm-hmm. It's very uh, thought out. I kind of see what you're saying about the headphones. Right? Yeah. There's something nice about it. Okay, well, we've never tried it before? I'm not doing it. That's exci- I have, I have. <laughs> it's like you just never tried headphones. Yeah. I'm going to do it in solidarity with you. Thanks. <laughs> but um, COVID. Um, <laughs> like he's been a very anti Greg. It's podcast. so, like, you listen to your podcast, and I'm, I listen to it. It's one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you. Because you deal with so many fucking topics, and I feel like you're dealing with it from a common sense aspect i try to you're not dealing with it from a uh you know uh, uh, your point of view or your religion you're dealing with it like you're you're, you're weighing out the facts and you're going over and you're like this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. and you, you you have the information and you make a, a a solid opinion and you put it out there and i'm like oh okay i agree with that i don't agree with everything mm-hmm. but a lot of the stuff i'm like yeah that's what i think mm-hmm. I, I think that and it, it's it's crazy to me that um through all this shit in the last couple of years, your podcast or when you uh, do your, it, it it's the it's one of the only voices out there for me that's coming from a place of reason. Right. To me, that's amazing. That's yeah. exactly what I'm going for. I believe in taking things on a case by case basis, right. issue by issue basis, yeah. applying common sense and reason to whatever topic, and cutting through people's biases and, and ideologies and trendiness um, to the core of issues and just asking those common sense questions. But people don't use common sense anymore. I, I've seen it. You get shit for, for saying things that are literally like, this is common sense. And people go, oh, you're doing a not full left position on this. Mm-hmm. Burn this man. Like, I've, right. I've seen that. I've well, seen- what, what do you think that is, though? I don't like, I, look, I'm, I'm going to say this and people are going to be shocked. I'm not that smart. <laughs> And I don't know why you're laughing. It wasn't a joke. Um, but, you know, look. But I do I do have instincts. I have instincts. I have common sense. And I go with those. And I always try to come from a good place, you know. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's from being sober for so long and, you know, being in that 12-step thing. Is that I even, you know, I always try to come from a good place. You know, the right thing. You know, like they say, uh, there's no gray area. When it's you know it's it's you know God has no gray area, it's it's right or wrong you know or and usually that's the case. There's right or wrong for me, and I hear you and I don't understand why these people like it seems like that these people have made politics religion like Christianity mm-hmm. like in the '90s and '80s the way the right was so into Jesus and. We're gonna all die, and you have to repent, and all the things you're doing are sins, and and we were like, go fuck yourself. It's just twisted sister. It's <laughs> it's it's bullshit. Ozzy's the devil, and the songs weren't even about the devil. They led Zeppelin, and all. and now it seems like those people that were for free speech and for freedom of creativity and all that shit. They're the ones that seem to be trying to take away all that shit now. Fuck you. That's a bullshit stance. I'm walking. Oh, good. Thank God. You notice, like, cuck. 20, 30 years ago, (laughs) it was very normal for a wife and a husband to have different politics. 
Right. No one would ask, oh, how did you marry a Democrat? How'd you marry a, a Republican? Oh, my mother was, my mother is a Kennedy Democrat and my father is a, voted for Trump, right. who passed away. But the, the greatest thing in the world to me was being in the living room by the fire at a Christmas and starting to talk about, like, uh, you know, conservative stuff. And she mm -hmm. would come in and just fucking lose her mind. Right. But- it was you know in two seconds she was we were all having cake and having a fun time. Right. Same same with my parents. You right. know, my my dad is sort of a libertarian. My mom was like a Marxist. Right. You know, she was teaching me about Karl Marx when I was five years old. And wow. Stuff. Right. But they would disagree about stuff, and there was never an idea that politics is a deal breaker for friendships, relationships, that right. kind of thing. Nowadays, that's completely changed. Politics, right. and definitely people in my generation, is like. The first question I ask if I'm on a Tinder date with someone and, and I'm looking for something serious, it's like, that is the litmus test. But it, it sort of used to be, okay, he can have different politics, but if we're from the same religion, that's more important. Now it's like, it's, it's almost I the opposite. I feel like, and I ask, this, I ask this all the time. I did it last night in front of a crowd of young people. What religion are you? And none. They're, they're none. Right. People, they're none their of- religion is their politics. It's no. their religion is their yeah. politics now, their beliefs and shit they don't even really understand. Mm -hmm. And it's it's kind of sad to me. I'm like, oh well, who the fuck I I don't care who you believe in. I feel like you there's I'm spiritual. I believe in God. I have to. I'm in a part of a twelve step program, mm -hmm. but it I kind of want to. I enjoy um, you know, the universe and spirituality. I love meditating. I love praying. I do. I don't care. I'm not ashamed of it either. Mm -hmm. And I don't care if somebody's Christian and believes in Jesus and wants to baptize people. I don't care about, you know, if someone's Jewish or, or Muslim. It doesn't matter to me. You can believe in that stuff because in my eyes, religion is just a positive perspective. Mm. The true religion of it, without the greed and the fucked up shit that they do with religion, mm -hmm. I think for most average people, it's a positive perspective on their life mm. where, they can, where there's right and wrong. Mm -hmm. And that helps them find those answers. I feel like now, we're like these these politicians are fucking the preachers, and and we're believing these people. And the news is the church, and mm -hmm. it's it's scary to me. Yeah, I mean, I I do think people have kind of a, a religion shaped hole in our souls, right? And if we don't fill it with something, for most people, you're gonna fill it with something else, right? Um. You know, I'm an atheist. Uh, I don't believe in God or, or any particular religion, but right. I'm I'm a huge meditator. Right. And you know, I've I've gone to a lot of meditation retreats, silent meditation retreats, yeah. and beyond the practice of meditation, I think there are a lot of attitudes within religion that I think are so inspiring and useful. So one that I think is amazing is the idea that everything good in your life, all of your natural talents. Anything, any way in which you're lucky has been given to you by God, and you therefore can't ab abuse your privileges, right? You didn't deeply earn any of the good luck that you've had, say, to be born into a good family, or if you're naturally very funny, or if you're very athletic, or whatever it is. Right. This is a gift from God, and you have to bear it gracefully, right? You can't brag about it. You can, like That, I think, is an extremely healthy attitude. Mm. To have and it's an attitude I would you know I almost wish I could believe in God so I could have that sort of attitude yeah. more easily but I think in practice you you can replicate that kind of gratefulness 
Yeah, even if you don't believe in God. Well, I mean, one of the big things about the program, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, is mm-hmm. that is being grateful and being humble. Mm-hmm. That's a big part of it. Gr- being grateful is uh, is all over the books. It's it's one of the things that keeps you away from the desire to fill the hole. If mm-hmm. you can just look at what you have mm-hmm. and be thankful, mm-hmm. it's enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it is enough. And I don't know, I think now, I mean, what, what do kids want? Kids want fame. Kids want money. And I never, like, coming up, I never thought about being famous. I never thought about money. I think I thought about not, how do I not, how do I do what I like to do? You know what I mean? How do I do something that's cool or fun that I like to do? And I just wound up in comedy. And... Now I feel like everybody's trying to get other people to like them more. You feel like that from sort of TikTok type of stuff. It's like or? even my kid is like, mm-hmm. Dad, I you know I have to I have to I have to really keep that shit at bay with him because he wants he wants fame. Mm-hmm. Wow. But don't you think people have always wanted fame? I don't think so. I think mm-hmm. I think you know when I was a kid I. I didn't think about fame. Fame wasn't a thing back then. Mm. You know, it wasn't like um, it, you couldn't become famous. Now you could. Anybody can be famous at any time. Mm. You know, right now we're sitting here. Joe, my producer, could do a TikTok tomorrow that gets him ten million views, and then he's famous. Right. Just like that. That didn't exist when I was a kid. There was no internet. There was no t. You know, to, in order to get on TV. You had to like go to California and suck nine dicks and right. fucking, you know what I mean? And fucking, yeah. It was a lot to being famous back there's then. There's no barrier to entry on the internet, and yeah. there's enough examples of people going zero to a hundred. You know what's her name? Charlie D'Amelio, the most famous TikToker, TikToker, yeah. who does the dances. Yeah. Think about all the like, kids with Vine. All the girls that look up to her that think, you know, like I'm, I like to dance. Like I could be the next Charlie D'Amelio. There's actually there is nothing stopping you. Except for the odds, of course, the astronomical odds against it. Right. But yeah, I, I do think a lot of the 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 rise of like the content creator as a person. I'm a content creator. You're a content creator. Right. Um, and there's very little barrier to us having shows now. It's easier than ever to have a show, and you have a following. I have a following. Um, and it's not really fame in, in the in the in the same sense because probably like how often do you get recognized on the street? A lot, a lot, really. Like how often? But they think of Michael Chiklis, so yeah. <laughs> it's uh, either that. Or, you know. um, I get I get recognized a little bit, but not right. not you know I'm not fucking Eddie Murphy, you know. So like every time you get recognized, it's it's like a surprise. To me, yeah, yeah, same. I can feel it. I know when somebody knows me. Right. I can see it in their f- eyebrows. You know what I mean? Eyebrows. Yeah. yeah no, they yeah, kind of right, like right, right. You know, they usually go to his wife. That's fucking right. You know, and it's a, f- a fantastic feeling. Yeah, it's and and I think. I mean, at if you have a show like this, usually it's everyone who knows about you right. knows about you because they're a fan. Right. It's like you have a, I have a small but devoted following of people that listening my listen to my show. Right. That's not that's not really fame in in this sense of Hollywood fame where everyone knows who you are. People that hate you, people that love you. There's no not knowing who you are, kind of a thing. That seems really toxic to me, and I. I know you're not supposed to feel bad for famous people, but I do sometimes 
feel feel bad for people that have such a level of fame that they just they cannot have a normal life and i know they've chosen that but it's just it seems really toxic to me i don't ever feel bad for them mm -hmm. i don't because m most of us when we get money out of the bank at the atm we we have to make sure that that balance doesn't come up because <laughs> anxiety will overwhelm you mm -hmm. and you'll feel terrible and you don't want the person behind you to see it. Mm -hmm. Most of us have to worry about, you know, what phone plan we're on or what TV we can get. You know, mm -hmm. most of us have a lot of shit to wear. Those people, they don't even handle their money. They don't even handle their children. You know, they don't even handle going to the DMV. So f to, to me... To be that famous, to have that type of, what, you have to stay in your one of your mansions? Uh, you have to sign some autographs? You have to make people happy mm -hmm. with your fucking name? <laughs> Not even your whole name, just the two letters that you scribble on something? Or you take a photo with somebody? Mm -hmm. To me, it's like, you know, there's plenty of places you can go to get away from that. And most people that say hi to you just, just want to be near, they're just like, wow. To me, that's pretty fucking amazing. I don't, <laughs> and they can say, I just want a normal life. You can have it. You absolutely mm. can have it. Mm. Give your money away mm -hmm. and go live in a community where you just help people. Mm -hmm. Go help people. Go to India, find water, go mm -hmm. down to South America. And you could, <clears throat> no, you think any Guatemalan people are going to give a fuck about them? No. That's not quite a normal life, though. It's, right? it, well, what is a normal life? To me, a normal life is what? Having a family, having mm -hmm. a roof over your head, having three meals a day, and and being happy. Well, right? You know, like living in the country you were born in and knowing you can go to a Starbucks and you're not going to get stopped. Well, that's uh, part I'm of Irish. I'm Irish from Boston, but Colin does say that somebody from Guatemala fucked my grandmother, and that's why I have my these lips. So, um, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't really feel bad for them. Mm. I don't. I don't feel bad. Do for Do you that think thing. that? That that brings any more happiness, though? I, I, don't, I, I don't think it does. I don't think it brings... It might not bring happiness, mm -hmm. but it does relieve anxiety, stress, and fear. Hmm. There, what fear do you have when you you don't have to worry about money? When you Take money out of, out of the equation for everybody. Forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, most of these people forever don't have to worry about paying a bill. That's a very real privilege of, of fame. It is a fuck... It is... It's it's amazing because you can, once you take that out of the mix, a lot of the other shit just goes away. You, you know, I remember I was talking to somebody. My wife has been with my kid every single day of his life. You know, we didn't, we don't have a nanny, we didn't have a night nurse. Mm -hmm. And I remember one of my friends. Oh, it's so tough. Being it's so tough with the kids. This person had a night nurse and a nanny. Mm -hmm. She probably spent fucking two hours a day with her kid. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at my wife, and her hair's gray, and it's fucking <laughs> fuzzy, and she's just exhausted. Mm -hmm. And it's like, stop, mm -hmm. stop. It's not, it's not the same life. Mm -hmm. I don't think. That's why when they were giving us all this advice, you know, my my friend called me up in the middle of it. We're all in the same boat. I'm like, no, you own a boat, motherfucker. We're not in the same boat. Mm -hmm. I, I I don't have a job. So the the question I have is, yes, say you have a lot more money. Mm -hmm. You have no anxiety. You don't even look at the money in your bank account. You don't have to. But on the other hand, mm -hmm. say you're someone like J.K. Rowling, who is just constantly hounded by the press, right. people snapping photos into her 
window at all hours of the night. People finding her kids at school and leaving notes in their backpack to try to get to mom. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's a new source of anxiety. And another source of anxiety most people don't have to worry about. No, I, I mean, you're right. You know? I, I mean, yeah, when you find... When and you if you the, balance everything out, I'm not so sure that they're happier. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I guarantee you this. If you gave them a choice, they wouldn't go back. Do you think... She, I if wonder. You gave, if I, you gave her a choice to go back... To and, being a nobody To being writer, a nobody writing in the coffee she shop... probably wouldn't go back. I imagine she wouldn't go back. A hundred percent of the time, they'd be like, no. Uh-huh. So is, are, you, are you bitching about... Are you, yes, it sucks that your kids get fucked with... But, you know, would you would you give it all up to go back to obscurity? But who is it? Was it um? It was Bill Murray, I think that said whenever a young person comes to him and says they want to be famous, uh, rich and famous, he yeah. tells them, "Become rich first, and then see if you really want the fame." Understood. You know, I, so I, yeah. maybe to become the points you're making actually are mostly just about money. There are lots well, of wealthy people that aren't famous that have, they don't have to be, you know, they, they don't feel that anxiety. Right. But they also don't suffer the costs of fame. You know, I think if you, t if you ask J.K. Rowling instead of that question, if you say, okay, keep all your money, but somehow we'll erase everyone's memory so you don't have to be famous tomorrow. Right. Do you think she would take that deal? I absolutely would take that deal. Yeah. But I think, I, I, I guarantee part of her would miss the fucking accolades. Mm. You gotta understand when somebody to be a creator, to to acting, pretending at a high level, uh, <laughs> you know is what it is, mm -hmm. which is nuts to me. Writer, musician, comedian, you know, I don't care who you are, you like the fucking accolades. Mm -hmm. You like that people recognize you. Mm -hmm. You like that people want to do things for you. Um, it feels good. Mm -hmm. It feels good. I was telling somebody about this the other day. I've been famous two times. You know what I mean? Like almost there, where I was living the life of famous people. Mm -hmm. First class, up front, standing next to J-Lo in a fucking line on a red car. Mm -hmm. I was there. And I, I, of course, the whole time felt I didn't deserve it, and mm -hmm. they're going to find me out, and I'm a fucking fraud. And Yeah. But the, when I was there, I was like, this is amazing, man. Mm -hmm. Getting free shit, people doing stuff for you, treating you so good. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how that becomes bad. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that becomes, you know, you learn not to like that. I understand that, you know, the kid thing or the privacy thing might get anointing, but people loving you for what you do. Who the fuck wouldn't? Why wouldn't a mechanic love that? You know what I mean? Just, dude, you fixed my carburetor, man. I fucking love you. Can I get a plumber fix? Can I get a shit out of my toilet? Yo, dude. There's like cheering fans <laughs> yeah. when he comes out there. Yeah, you know, I mean, these people are, you know, it's it's a hard thing, but the, the it's a hard thing to, I guess, um, understand on their part. I just don't get it. I I think once you have this money and once this is what you wanted, and be careful what you ask for, you might get it. Mm -hmm. Dude, fuck off. You don't think the scrutiny... I mean, what, what about the scrutiny and the fact that the bigger you are, the more people there are in the journalism world, in the media world, wow, yeah. that, are, that just can't wait to see you crash and be as unsympathetic as possible when you do? Do you think that's new, though? Don't you think that's a little new? 
Uh, what's new? That that is new. Yeah. That, no, that, that's that, new. Like you know, this is a this is a get clicks. The the Aziz Ansari problem. Like, do you think Aziz would take back his level of fame? I don't know. You know, because no. no, even with what happened to him, no, he dealt over with that. It. Yeah, no, because he dealt with it. He dealt with it head on, mm-hmm. and it went away. Mm-hmm. I think he he said what you know what I mean. So uh-huh. it was. It was good the way he dealt with it. I mean, think about Louis, mm-hmm. what they did to Louis. I mean, I don't know one person I know, you know, who I've talked to, including my mother, who thought he deserved that mm-hmm. for what they said he did. Right. Same. And it's crazy. They will. Not, it's like <laughs> these same people. As soon as they can write something about him, they will. But I, I do think that's one of the downsides of that level of fame is but, is but that level that level of scrutiny, right? But that's fame on their end. On, on whose end? The people who, who say stuff. All you have to do is say something bad about oh, Louis does something, say something bad about him, mm-hmm. and then you're getting thousands of people going, "Yeah, fucking." Right. So now you're famous mm-hmm. for taking that side. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is take a side. Mm-hmm. You go if you're with Louis, you're gonna get a bunch of good for you, man. And mm-hmm. A bunch of people going fuck you. You're a piece of shit, misogynistic. You know you mm-hmm. like rapists, and mm-hmm. then other people over here feel like fuck Louis. You're gonna get the same thing, but you you have a thing of fame mm-hmm. for a moment uh, on social media, and to it's a weird thing to put a tweet out there over and over and over and gonna get eight likes and no re- mm. excuse me no retweets, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden to put something out there, pick a side, put something out there, and, and thousands of yeah. people, and you're like, what the fuck is that? When I posted Louis' special. Mm-hmm. The recent one. The recent one. I posted the video first. He sent it to me, and I put it on Twitter first. F- over 500,000 people saw it. Wow. My, my tweet went viral. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Daily Mail retweeted it. It was fucking uh, crazy. Mm-hmm. And if I just sit here and say I didn't like it, if I wasn't looking at that shit going, I'd be lying to you. Right. It was fascinating to me that that so, many people were looking. Bringing at it, it back around, though, yeah. when, when your kid talks about liking fame, yeah. can't you relate then? I can, but I, I understand that, you know, for me, you know, fame... It's part of my business, but if I can, what what's happy to me, what makes me happy, what I find to be grateful for the most, is uh, sitting with my family, having dinner mm-hmm. at five o'clock or five thirty, right? Playing a record, there he is, right? Playing a record and looking like okay, I got a roof over our heads, we got some food on the table, mm-hmm. we're laughing and giggling. And we're enjoying my family that I created, mm-hmm. that I, me and my wife worked on, that had this kid, and we're trying to make him a good kid, and he is, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm like, this is great. To me, that was the American dream growing up. Mm-hmm. That was what you were trying to get someday, mm-hmm. is a family, a house, and have fun, and go on vacations and do stupid shit together as a family. Mm-hmm. To me, that is the American dream. Mm-hmm. It's, it's never been to become hugely successful if I became famous and money and stuff like that, you can give me the money from fucking uh, Mega Millions. If I win Mega Millions, you'll never see me again. <laughs> I barely see you now. Oh, you'd never see me again. <laughs> I swear to God. I'd fucking make one final video and you'd never see me again. The next time you saw me, I'd look like an old guy with a beard and I'd probably be whittling shit in New Hampshire. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. 
I don't know. I, I just I think that this this whole thing like with Rogan, mm. like you said, <clears throat> as soon as they get him up, they it's almost like they help him get up there right. to rip him down. Right. It's almost like a machine. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean the people have I think an insane standard for Rogan because you know like if if someone says something that's wrong on CNN or Fox like if Don Lemon or Tucker mm-hmm. Carlson get something wrong about COVID right which they have and are going to you know every one of these shows you're going to make mistakes they don't have to worry that their show is going to get pulled off the network right, right. they have some level of just because they have that authority and the machine of CNN, MSNBC, yeah. Fox, Rogan, if you get something wrong, it's like, right? They want to pull you off Spotify for some reason. Um, I think people, he, he's become really. This is another example, like because he's so big, he's he, there's a target on his back, and he's he's symbolic for people. Like he is, he's the symbol of those like ignorant white guys that watch his show. And if you want to signal you, you hate those, you go for Rogan. He also looks a certain way. And you look at that guy and you go, yeah, he's a meathead right. and he's got these MMA things. And right. everyone knows a guy that's kind of like that guy. So they go, oh, well, he's that guy. He's that. And like, none of those people listen to the show. Mm-hmm. None of those. I mean, it's like, I have actually a thing. I'm also trying to pretend I'm not out of breath from running up the stairs. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you noticed that about that. But I thought they did a similar thing Jeez. to like CNN. You go, well, they are, we already know they're lying. Right with Rogan, and I think they did the similar thing to Louis. Is it like when you hear shit, you go like, "I know you, I trust you, you're like my guy." And then as soon as it's wrong, they go, "Well, I, I actually, I don't. No one trusts trusts Anderson Cooper, right? Mm-hmm. But you know Joe so well, like his listeners, that you feel like you're connected to them. So the minute they get something wrong, you're like, "Hey, man, I thought I. It's like your wife cheating on you because you have such a personal." connection but if that makes sense aren't, but aren't in reality i mean when you break it down um don lemon uh tucker and all these guys aren't they just doing a podcast isn't it, it's not it's not right. journalism it's not news mm-hmm. it's on a news channel mm-hmm. but they're not they're just doing a podcast it's an opinion piece it's what a podcast is it's a guy goes on mm-hmm. gets his facts that he likes mm-hmm. and then puts that out there to his people right isn't, isn't yeah. that what joe's doing Yes, the the difference, I guess, is Joe does it in a more transparent way. So you'll never see Don Don Lemon or Tucker Carlson or anyone on the or Rachel Maddow on any of these shows say, "I think X, Y, and Z." Here's why I think it. I saw this article. Jamie, pull it up. The guest says, "You know what? I saw this other article right. that disproves your article." He goes, "Jamie, pull that up," and you look at the sources. Like you're looking at it's like looking at the footnotes right. of an essay in school, and I think that's why. For better or for worse, he gets things wrong, surely, but he has a better attitude towards error correcting and approximating the truth yeah. than people do on the on these big networks that present everything as a finished product. We are right. capital T truth every night. We never get anything wrong, and that's dangerous misinformation. Mm. Um, and the thing, too, to what you said, that people see him and think he's a meathead, people see that, but he's so far <coughs> from a meathead. Right. He's He's super intelligent. He's very like mm-hmm. he's very in touch with human beings. He he he's sensitive. He's not a he's the farthest thing from a meathead, you know. He's very he's highly intelligent too. But if you'll see him though and they just guess and, and he, refuse But to he's so smart he says he's stupid. He admits to me when somebody goes, I'm fucking I don't know. Right. I'm like, that's smart to me. 
Right. That may, and he does that all the time. Like, I have no idea about That's why I'm having these people on. Right. And somebody who apologizes to me is, is there's something that's something amazing about that. To be at that top, to have that much money, mm-hmm. and to come out and go, hey, man, I make mistakes. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes, and I'll try to do better. Right. And I'm, uh, you know, and I, you know, that's I, a great it, thing. I thought his the video he put out was great. I it, thought it was, was excellent. Thing. Yeah, it, it, the only thing that sucked about he's got to get lighting. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's natural yeah, sunlight. Could you do that? But he does. It's just he's, it's like he's on Mars or something. <laughs> this apology <laughs> also was him holding the phone yeah, like in his backyard. Shadow. I mean, dude, it <laughs> yeah. was a, the apology was fucking beautiful, but the lighting sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I love lighting and sound. Um, it's like you're a fucking millionaire. I mean, dude, you. I mean, Andrew Schultz has a film guy. <laughs> you know, I would have came and send me a couple thousand. I'll fly down. I'll do it for he you. Just has Jamie and Jamie. Has has his days off, okay? <laughs> it is Jamie's day off. But to what you're saying, though, real quick about the thing about what Rachel Maddow, when they come out and they say that shit, Joe is saying things that he believes, mm-hmm. at least in the moment even, mm-hmm. right? But you know when you're watching the news people that there are, there is people, they're getting most oh. of their information, they're getting most of their beliefs, it's they're scary. getting a 2% of what they might actually yeah, actually believe that's what I think. I mean, I, you know, it scares I mean, me. I mean, they, they have speechwriters, right? Night. They have, you know, it scares me when you see the news. Then you can go on YouTube, where they're just saying the same exact thing over and over and over again. Where they got someone wrote what there's they want to put out there, and that's what they're pushing. Right. It's like radio guys in the morning. Well, you People, know, they get a thing in the morning. Radio guys in the morning have this company that writes bits, and they get to buy them. So if you listen to all the radio in the morning, you're going to hear a bunch of radio guys doing the same exact bit. But if you're from that town, you're like, these guys are fucking geniuses. That's the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever heard. Not knowing that in Cleveland, the guys are doing the same exact bit. Mm -hmm. I feel like the news does that, too. It's like in the morning of those shows, they go, hey, this is the angle we're taking. Everyone's going at least 2% left or right of this fucking angle. Fox News, it's like, you know that in the morning there's a briefing on the stances they're taking. Mm -hmm. It feels that way, at least. Yeah. Right? Oh, you look like I'm fucking crazy. I don't know. No, I'm I'm fucking agreeing. I'm sorry. <laughs> want, I'm sorry. Yeah. You had me. You had me. Uh, you had me, and you lost me. I know. I didn't know how. Yeah, that should I, be the name of, before. Should be the name of your album. I had you, and then I lost you. It's like when your dad gives you a hug. He's never hugged you before. I'm like, I don't know what this is. I've don't. I've never had you before. I didn't have a dad, so I don't know. I never got hung by a dad. I got hung by my Jewish foster father once. You loved him. You wouldn't have tried to do that to him. I did love him. I don't. He's just never around. Uh, um. Yeah, it's. I think it's a. It's a. It's very weird right now. I think what you, the fact that they're trying so hard. If you look too, it's weird. They took out everybody around him first. What do you mean? Who? All his friends. Joe Rogan. What do you mean that? Oh, all the guys like that who? were around him, they fucking tried to cancel, and who? did some of them. Yeah. Who? Who are you talking about? Uh, Callan, Dalia, um, Ari. They tried to. Take their shows off Spotify, or no? They just they went after them. The the the, uh, the progressive left or the uh-huh. fucking woke. We call them the woke or the whatever you call them. Whatever the fucking kids are calling these people nowadays, right. they they took them out. They just Do went. And they, was they, they went back perfect? and found shit. I don't know. It's it's just weird to me that they they took they tried to this thing was becoming so big. All these people are so big, and you know we're comics. We're not fucking politicians. We're only trying to make you laugh. At least I can speak for me. So all I'm trying to do is make you laugh, give you some entertaining podcasts, mm-hmm. and enjoy your day. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. If you're coming to me for news, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> you should just give up. If you're coming to me for that. But um, And now they're going after him. They keep trying to take him out. Right. 
And I don't, it's, it's weird to me. It's fucking crazy that they, they won't let it go. They're going to keep going after him. Yeah. Because, I don't know, is he too powerful? No, I don't know. I think that if you're not saying the exact message that some people want to hear. But also, like, when people get famous, they, if I can take a piece of you, I get it. Like, I thought they went to Amy Schumer. Everyone was like, just like a random one. But, like, you can be famous from bringing down a celebrity. So everyone's going to go and take their shot to see if they can get a little bit of fame from because he's so famous they just if i could say this about him i'll get a million views i'll get him it's like that's everybody this is like the romans where they were just like thumbs up or thumbs yeah. down that's what they're doing now they're actually with thumbs yeah. you get <laughs> likes or no likes because they have one thing about coleman real quick mm-hmm. it's so funny because all you do is podcasts with comedians mm-hmm. who don't listen and I'm, I'm talking and you just look and you go and i'm like when are you gonna <laughs> cut me off to do your bit it's very weird to talk to someone who's not fighting you for mic time <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. it's refreshing. Um, Nothing. I think. Um, I know. <laughs> what? You know. So we just th- want to hear you. They're talk. always. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to hear you talk. I and thought I- one of the great one of the great points Rogan made is that there have been so many things labeled misinformation at one point that later become mainstream fact or at at minimum mainstream debatable. Right. 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 Like, you know, cloth masks don't work. Used to be misinformation. Um, you can still get COVID if you're vaccinated. Was considered misinformation at first. It was considered anti-vax. Right. Um, but is, is there a lab difference? leak was considered misinformation? Now it's. I love how you're talking. Audible. I'm just cutting you off, like I said. <laughs> what you're doing. No, but, but, uh, but the three things really... that you just said mm-hmm. were all were all that's misinformation. And yes, now like we'll get flagged on Twitter. We'll get flagged. I want to argue something. But, but with look, that. can I just let me just say one thing really quick? Oh, and you hold that. You piece hold of that in your brain. You have a better <laughs> brain than I'm. Fifty one. I don't remember things. If I don't get it out now, I'll fucking forget it. I'll be like, <laughs> you'll go back to me and be like, I got nothing. <laughs> um, with all those misinformations, now the 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 cloth masks are don't work really. That's accepted as fact. Okay, right. Yeah. So all this stuff, and and you've never heard anybody come out and go, look, we're sorry, we made a mistake. Right. And that would come from Fauci or somebody who everybody's supposed to be listening to, who was supposed to listen to, and it. They, they still don't do that. There's not like a, a weekly, hey, guys, these are the facts now. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's liquid. We're, we're fucking up, mm-hmm. but we're getting shit right. Mm-hmm. And we're trying. How come nobody comes out and says that and, like, uh, and, and apologizes? Like, Rogan is the only fucking one of these people mm-hmm. that have come out and said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm trying to do my best. I'll get more no. people on. I'll try to do better. If, you're, if your game is f- phony to begin with. Right. It's possible apologies don't work as well. Rogan's apologies work because we all trust at the minimum he means what he says. Right. 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 That's a good point. That no one doubts that. Right. No. If you're if you're one of these official institutions, if you're a CDC, if you're NIH, FDA, there's this veil. You're much more of a politician. So if you give an apology, it actually only gets used against you because no one really feels that it's sincere to begin with, I think. So this actually cuts to that point, right? Of like, I want to like kind of define what misinformation is, right? Because mm-hmm. when you talk about misinformation, I would go Tucker Carlson, who goes on and says shit that he knows is wrong, is misinformation. Mm-hmm. But when the CDC or someone comes out and says uh, cloth masks work, at that time, they did. But as science, that's the whole thing about science, is the more you learn, the then you pivot and you change. So I would say that 
the masks and a lot of that stuff isn't misinformation so much as as we've oh, learned we've moved forward now <laughs> i'm over it <laughs> we, uh, we've moved forward now it'd be funny if he killed both of us <laughs> <laughs> I into something like that's real well okay I, the reason i disagree with that mm-hmm. is is because i think sometimes the cdc and and fauci and and you know these these regulatory bodies calculatedly bend the truth uh for the quote-unquote public for the interest. Best. And Fauci has actually admitted to this now. He said, regardless of what you think about this, he has he has admitted to that he initially said we needed to get to 70% for herd immunity, 70% vaccination or whatever to herd, herd immunity, back when only 50% of people were saying they wanted to get the vaccine. He was basic, His philosophy was meet the American people where they're at. So if half of people say they, they'll take the vax, I'll push the number that we need to get to to 70. When 60% of people say they'll get the vax, I'll start talking about 80%. Kind of like your mom saying, if you get a B, I'll whatever, but it's like, I actually want you to get an A, but it's the right. way to try to get you. Now, I, I'll give you a, can I give you a, can I give you a better example? At that moment, you're, not, you're no longer dealing with truth. You're dealing with... Right. But I would agree that of, is... I want to give you a better example, because that one know. he gave you was kind of shit. Basically, is when your mom wants you home at, at, at 7... Right for mm-hmm. for dinner, mm-hmm. she'll tell you you have to be home at six. Right, right. So that's you'll be home at seven. You say, Mom, that's right. misinformation. That's dangerous misinformation. That's, so you'll be home at seven. Yeah. Right, because she knows you're going to be an hour late. That's mm-hmm. like if I were to put you on a treadmill, I'd say get to a half hour, and then when a half hour comes, I just keep you on for a little bit longer because I know what's healthy. For so you went to a fat joke. <laughs> okay, that's what you did. Happens. You went right that. to the gutter. Yes, we have. My feelings were hurt. Coleman on I, now. <laughs> so could you bring it I up love- a little bit? <laughs> The, I love the Bobby series. We're talking to Coleman Hughes here. And uh, usually it's like, come here, you fat fucking brick. Ah. But anyway. And then, oh, okay, sorry. sorry. The other example. <laughs> you know, I know. You're too animal. Fine, I apologize. Go ahead. Okay. So in like late January, we now know from, from the emails coming out from Fauci and Collins that they, you know, uh, Fauci got like 10 virologists into the meeting yeah. to talk about where this virus came from is it leaked from a lab did it come from nature huh. and several of the virologists say this looks consistent much more with a, with a lab mm-hmm. leak um these are like the virologists he trusts immediately francis collins and fauci say well we can't it, it would be too much chaos it would feed into conspiracy yeah immediately they're thinking about the optics for right. them the optics you know public interest and so forth so they deal with it later. Make a push. Right. So like, that's another example right. of like misinformation where it's not like the science truly got updated. Right, right, it's right. Is that right. there were political considerations and or sort of benevolent lying? Sure. And I'm not sure if lying is ever benevolent, but I like, don't believe in that's lying. their philosophy at least. Right. It's like you could argue they're coming from, they think they're doing the right thing in some of these cases, in mm-hmm. other of these cases they're just covering their asses because they funded the, yeah, the so, lab and so John Stewart. John Stewart was right. When he was on the on about he was like, lab leak, I mean, yeah. I mean, right. what, how the fuck did we get to a place in the world where comics are the only one giving honest news and giving the people mm-hmm. the only? Yeah, but then we. Say I mean, that. huh? Then we go. Well, you say they go. We're the only ones giving honest news, and then we go. But don't listen to us because we're not the fucking news. We're still <laughs> well, but, well, because dude, we, it's like we don't want to be role models either. <laughs> you know what I mean? We want to we want to be able to fucking talk about pussy and yeah. and do dick jokes and shit too. You know, we yeah, want to yeah. make fun of each other. But mm-hmm. you know, John Stewart when he was saying that he's on on the whatever dumb show that yeah, is, he's a Colbert. Mm-hmm. Ugh, 
fucking ruined that show. Motherfucker. Stand, he doesn't even wear a tie anymore. That's the thing that gets you? Uh, Not the fact that he refuses to like have be in the room with stand-up comedians? What do you mean? Colbert oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tapes stand-ups in other rooms because he doesn't want to be around their filth. <laughs> Wait, what? Colbert... When he does wow. his stand-ups on the show, uh-huh. they like tape them all in one day, and he's, I don't think he's there. It's like a whole thing. Like the stand-up thing, it was you stand-up comedian comes on, mm-hmm. they watch. It's like in real, and you go over me, you shake the guy's hand, but like mm-hmm. he does not like stand-up comedy, yeah. which is mm-hmm. and he's a fucking Even comedian. Colbert doesn't like stand-up yep. comedy because he's an improv sketch guy, and for some reason he just doesn't like stand-up. Yeah, it's a weird division. Well, he ruined a fucking legacy. <clears throat> right, I man's gone. I like the Colbert Report. But yeah, that was funny. That was like a great show. Yeah, when he played that character. Yeah, it was so yeah. funny. And then he was yelling at me about fucking... Young you? Yeah, he was yelling at me at night. He would call me a fucking idiot because I, I like family values. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, God. What a fucking asshole. Well, um, I can't stand him. I can't stand him. him. We should go get him. Let's go get him. It's just because... <laughs> ma- you know why I like to be in The Matrix? Uh-huh. Those shows... Like, when I go to a movie, I don't want to be smashed over the face... With what's going on in the real world, I want to go away for a little bit. When I watch a sh- late night show, I just want to laugh and be entertained, and I, I just like the way it used to be. And maybe that's because I'm an old fucking fart. Mm-hmm. But I don't like having to deal with. And if you're gonna do it, make it funny right, for right. everybody. Don't just do one fucking side, and don't do Trump every night. Some of it was funny, but then it was like, oh, God, here he goes again. I just I actually had Jeffrey Maurer on my podcast to talk about this, who used to be the senior writer for the John Oliver show. Right. And I actually sent you one of his articles a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. He was talking about Conan's show, how much he liked how Conan's show never really got into politics, which is like silly, hilarious. Yeah. Funny. And it was like this uh, oasis of non-political space where you could get away from politics. And- now politics is encroaching into everything. It's like, you know, it's it's in M and M's. It's in right. It's uh, you can't get away from it. Yeah, they fucking the M M&M and M girl was too slutty. So they, they <laughs> but made, she was. She was a whore. You should have saw her around town. But let me ask you a question though. Uh, their body, they're right. Okay, <laughs> where did that go out the fucking window? Mm, if you want to be a whore, you can be a whore M and M. I thought that she had sexy <laughs> shoes on, but no clothes. Well, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's how I like my girl. She's the one you left in your mouth a little longer. You sucked on her. <laughs> hey. Yeah, it, it doesn't even make sense to me. The world is so fucking upside down. It's yeah. like, That's what I loved about when, uh, you know, girl comics. Respect me. Men are such scumbags. All male comics talk about is fucking puss. As soon as the pandemic, they were on fucking, they were on on uh, stupid, what is that? OnlyFans. Showing, oh, right. Showing their assholes making French toast for 20000 a month. Like, <laughs> go fuck yourself. <laughs> Fucking respect me. Yeah, go make that French toast. The minute I can Open up your ass cheeks. Let me see that thing. I'm paying $5 a month. If someone said, I'll give you $2 a month to see the bottom of your oh. balls, Greg, I would go, absolutely. I'll take that too. Dude, I'll take that too. Put I, the balls on the internet. I'm so sad that I'm not hairier because I could be a fetish. I could, and if I could be a fetish, I could just go in my sh- my shower, put a camera on, sit on a bench, and just show my hairy tits and balls for fucking twenty G. You are a fetish. You never been to comics that look like turtles dot com? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's just me and Norton. Do you like it with or without the shell? Uh, I'm a Uh, fat Donatello. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I would love to be a fuck. I would love to do something like that. How are you feeling? That is, it is. Huh? What's that? I said me too. Yeah. Not the I, hashtag. How you doing, folks? What are we doing? Moving right along. How are you? I'm. I'm fantastic, man. I feel. I feel the the winter, man. I I, I want out of New York. Hmm? I want out. I don't know really? if I can make it through this. This this rebuild. I've been through one. Right. I came here in the early '90s. The hookers on Forty Third Street and mm-hmm. the. You know yeah. the, the fucking homeless people and the meatpacking district and the fucking robberies in Washington Square Park, and I saw it slowly transform to the fact where I was like, "This is too clean now. <laughs> I want some filth back in the city," and now it's back. I kind of feel like this new mayor might be a good thing because he's and look, I know nothing about him. And I did zero research, uh, <laughs> but he was a cop. I think he's a secret Republican. And you have my whole thing is look, this is all probably bullshit. But you need a liberals, you need a Republican to be mean and racist and clean shit up. And then you pull a liberal in to go, hey man, stop being racist and mean and clean it up. And right now, I think it's you need the two sides. And I think he's going to be a little bit. I think he's right wing enough to try to get the cops working again. Mm. I feel bad. But this is based on nothing. I only no, know. I his mean, name. That, the, it's based on the signals he's been given. He's been giving. Yeah, um, totally. I mean, you're gonna back he, me up on some shit that I don't even know if it's true. I think everything you said is right That's about right. about Eric Adams. He's definitely been giving the signal. He is pro cop, pro like sort of. I mean, listen, he got elected on a an anti crime platform mm-hmm. by. I thought it was an anti red beret black and Hispanic New Yorkers. Right. I thought he made like job, but there's. What a piece of shit I am! Goddamn, Coleman, never come back to me. Yeah, anyway, no, but I agree with what you're saying. I, I, yeah, I, he's I, like, I, he's like I think that hard he might. knows he's he's. Yes, we're going back to school. We're not doing school from home like Chicago. He just says it. Yeah, and he does not. He's anti-progressive. He's not with the the progressive Democrats. Hate him. Um, the governor, I, though, I like I like the signals he's been given. The governor's progressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's progressive. Yes. And she she just fucking vetoed that. We're going to wear those masks till March, what, 7th or 14th now? Is that, is that what it is? <sighs> masks wear. What? I thought we could not wear them in restaurants now. No. They, she said, fuck you, and put it back in till the mm. March something. Okay. You have to wear masks. It's so stupid to me, too. It's just like, you know, a chick's in there with a fucking kitten mask. Yeah. Where'd you get mm-hmm. that? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? You know that. the guy. The other guy's got his mask, and then and then we just sit there and eat in a restaurant with no masks, mm. talking, screaming, yelling, and the poor waitress can't even breathe. Yeah, you know it's just it's the dumb, and it, it's funny too because Fauci said at the beginning, no, you don't need masks, they they won't work, they don't work. Yeah. And we're like, okay, I gave around fifty masks away. <laughs> I had a whole shitload of fucking N95s that he gave. hoarded. I, when I people did. People were fighting for Fuck that. Yeah, I hoard. I'll fucking kill everybody. <laughs> I'll kill everybody. I already yeah. told my wife, we're fucking murdering this whole neighborhood. <laughs> we're stealing all their shit. I'm killing the people next door are gone first. Yeah. Taking whatever rice they have is our rice. <laughs> and the guy next door, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a coalition. I'm going to join teams with uh, Pat next door because he's this undercover cop, young, good-looking guy. He's got a fucking Trump flag. He's got, all, he's got the cop flag, the American flag, and the Trump flag in the backyard. I'm going to him. I'm going to join forces with him. He's got an ATV. <laughs> fucking guy across the street, firefighter. We'll get him for a little bit. The single lady across the street, gone, done. Mm. <laughs> Can I tell you a half-assed point I thought of? It'll probably get me in trouble. This is probably what I was thinking about. Yeah. Everyone right now is very big on uh, racism, right? And I'm like, yes, right. racism exists. No, but no one seems to give a shit about. If I went on, this is what, the, the thought I had, and you could put the, oh, this, this together. Is, this is going to be good. If I went on Twitter <laughs> and wrote, "I hate black people," no likes, no retweets, lose my job, 
fine. I don't have a job. What are you talking about? But if I went online and wrote, I hate conservatives or liberals, there'd be retweets. There'd be people being like, yeah, he's fucking right. So would we not worried about this can I complete stop? hatred can for I each other? Right here? Right. It's crazy. Because I'm pretty sure what? if you wrote, I hate black people. Yeah. You'd get a couple retweets. <laughs> My stepfather. I'm, I'm pretty sure <laughs> no. Coleman and me would retweet it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I guess you kind of see what I'm you, saying. You get a free parlor account. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think there's a complete like comfortability with just hating your neighbor right now, and it's not like no one's looking at that. I'm like, start loving your fucking the people that we. Yeah, but here's came the thing: with. is that. Every, I feel like everybody's racist. I probably shouldn't have said that. Everybody what? has racism, funny racism in them. Mm-hmm. We funny just are. Racism. It's like mm-hmm. fucking, you know. I, some of the funniest shit I've ever heard is from Keith and Patrice and, you know, right. like black friends about fucking people's asses. You know a I mean? little bit. Everyone, I always say this. This joke never works. You need a little bit, right? Like, here's why I say. My wife is Asian. Yeah. My wife is one of the best drivers in the world. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Because... Growing up, everyone's like, Asians can't drive. She right. went, yeah? So she made sure she was a great fucking right. driver. Right. Because we, that's how we keep people but in check a little bit. still has no ass. You know why I can da- <laughs> Don't say that about my wife. Come on, she's Asian. <laughs> why does she have an ass? You'll never know. Uh, but I'm a great dancer. Because what? white people are notoriously known for not dancing. There's no way you're a good dancer. Come to a wedding with me, you piece of shit. Everybody's a good dancer at a wedding. What do you mean? Just with no music in the middle of a podcast studio? Yes. No, I'm not a good dancer. Dude, hey, I, I probably am. I, I'll do it right now. It. I like the nightlife. I want a boogie. How no describe. Oh, yeah. I don't like the way you're not yes ending my bits. All right, sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we need improvisers. This is why Colbert hates stand-ups. <laughs> I, I don't know, dude. I, don't th- I, I, think, I think most of this shit is class, <laughs> to be honest with you. And, it, and it's... It's not. Um, people are culturally different, man. Mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah, I think a, a lot of uh, there's class, culture, and race. And often when we think we're talking about race, we're talking about some mixture of class and culture. I think so. Yeah, we talk. Actually, we talked about this outside of uh, VU because I think, and I because I think because we're from the exact same area. Mm-hmm. It's a very diverse area. Mm-hmm. There was a Vice article that wrote about Bloomfield. The town I'm from, which is a north end and a south end. Mm-hmm. The north end is very wealthy. Mm-hmm. The south end is very poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sa- and every they kept. I forgot exactly how it went, but it was like the cops are like divert. Are like, they're going after uh, minorities? And I'm like, no, they're not. The cops are way shittier in the south end because it's poorer. If you told me that the north end, like more black people and Dominicans and Puerto Ricans were getting beat up in the north end, then that's your story. But it's not. It's the south end that's getting fucked up because. This is where the poor people are. and But no one looks a little bit further. And I know that because cops used to fuck me up in the South End. And I'm just a Ginzo. I, I just think, I think too, it's culturally is a bit, has a big thing. Like, I don't, look, man, I don't hate Indian people, but I, I, I'll never go to an Indian wedding. Shit. I just don't. I don't it, Why? See you later. Goodbye. I hate Indian people. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I just did fucking seven days. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do seven. I hate weddings. I hate regular really weddings. Long? Wow. I mean, I don't know. I mean, they're, yeah. they're a long, you know, it's a process. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't hate Indian people. I just don't culturally. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want my son to marry an Indian girl just because I don't want to deal with that wedding. You know, seven <laughs> days and then look like a troll fucked me. You know? <laughs> yeah, how long are they? About three days. Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, three-day wedding gift. Misinformation. Yeah, there it is right there. I know, right? It's so weird now. You, but here's the problem with because you, you're a, you're not a uh, 
you seem on your podcast, dude, you seem very serious mm -hmm. and very, the stats. And mm -hmm. uh, I'm very glad to have this person on my podcast. Uh -huh. um, the, you know, the ramifications of what was said on the justif justifications of the example <coughs> of the, it's Pretty so good. very, you're very good serious. But you're not. You're very mm -hmm. fun, dude. I mean, I went to that barbecue with you over at Gnome's house, mm -hmm. and we had a blast. You fucking lit up a stove. We talked shit. Plus, I came down here and seen you wailing on your trombone and fucking killing it with the band. Mm -hmm. And you do comedy, too, but you're a pussy and you won't get on stage. <laughs> I've done, like, three or four open mics. Where? Oh, God. At, uh, what's the place? Is Eastside? Eastside, yeah. Yeah. You did it? Five yeah, minutes? Yeah. Ten minutes? 15? Five minutes. Five minutes. Five minutes. Uh -huh. And it was open mic? Yeah. And what what happened? It was good. It was... I was... Uh, I would say I was like middle of the pack. Really? I didn't... I, what I didn't was bomb. it? What was it? What was what? What were you talking about? Oh, I mean, I had... Uh, I had one bit about the... Uh, you know how people were saying black people shouldn't take the vaccine because of the Tuskegee experiment. Yeah. Which is like, you know, they they left syphilis untreated in right. black men in the 70s or whatever. I love no, that I said, yeah, but you didn't believe me and you explained I don't know if, anyway. <laughs> I don't know if, I don't know if no. your listeners uh thank do, you. do your listeners <laughs> thank you for that. Know the details of uh historical systemic you go, racism. Did you hear that? I was like, yeah, and you're like, well that's what happened was. <laughs> no, you you were absolutely right in doing that. I just said yes. I heard Tuskegee. I knew it was a black thing. I don't want to be racist. <laughs> Those guys flew planes, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for for the listeners, not for you. <laughs> scientists were okay killing black people in an experiment. It was it's a huge shameful episode. Right. From the 70s. Right. And um, so they were saying, you know, a, a lot of black people were saying, well, I, I'm not going to take the vaccine because remember what they did in the Tuskegee experiment that, you know, they're this vaccine, they're trying to kill us, blah, 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 blah. Right. We don't trust the white man, that whole shtick. And there was an article to that effect. And I, when I read it, I was thinking, is this is this written by those same scientists from the Tuskegee experiment? Because you're trying to get black people killed by not taking the vaccine, That's right? Funny, yeah. So it's like there's just like a yeah, and you know, just like bits pointing out hypocrisy on stuff or or just random shit. Yeah, but you can't. I feel you have to write because of where you're at, your brain is, and your podcast and your persona. You can't do pussy jokes. <laughs> I guess I can't, you know. Yeah, nah, you I, can't. I probably can't. I don't know if it would even work. I it don't wouldn't think that's work. That's the way I. It would that's freak not me really out. the way that I'm funny. No. It would be if, funny if to I me. I am funny to people, if, that's not the way I'm funny. Out of the blue, after all these other jokes, <laughs> and out of the, just at the end, you went like, pussy's weird looking, right? Fucking <laughs> 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 kill me. <laughs> it kind of looks. And you got a, a great analogy about what a pussy looks like. And then when I good night, that would be great to me. But uh, it's uh, it's it's fucked up, man. It's 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 a it's a weird thing now to to. Uh, I feel like you can't you can't say shit anymore on stage. Hmm. Like you have to think about something, and then you have to go fuck it. I'm just gonna do it and mm -hmm. take the hit. You have to like steal yourself. Yeah, well, before you just went on stage. Mm -hmm. You just went on stage and were funny. Mm -hmm. And if you said something fucked up, um, 
you know, whatever. It was over and gone. And they went, ooh, and that was it. Ooh, that was the, when you went, ah, fuck, I got to take that out. <laughs> you know what mm-hmm. I mean? You saw one face, like, that was fucking stupid. But you, mm-hmm. now you say something wrong and you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Someone goes to the post or goes to a newspaper or goes on the fucking website and and you're on a Yelp thing. This one, and it's, I, I said one thing in um, a comedy on state. I have this joke where somebody called me morbidly obese mm-hmm. when it all happened. They're like, you're morbidly obese, dude. You can't go out. And I was like, that's the fucking N-word for fat people. (laughs) And this group of black people got so offended, they walked out of the room and went to the owners and complained about me how fucking racist I was. Interesting. And I was like, are you, is really? Like, Mm -hmm. that's fucking, Mm. that's, that, like, and they were so fucking, fuck you, that's racist. A white guy said the N-word. And they didn't even, Look at the context of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm relating to fat people are fucking we're we're people too. So we, did you say the N word or say the phrase N word? I said uh is the N word for fat people. Right. Yeah. So is, that, is there a difference? No, I mean, you know, saying the word as opposed to saying No, the I would word. never say the word. Right. You're not a fucking and mind. they were still offended. I'd never say that word fucking you know on what's stage. So inter- interesting to me about the N word is I just finally for the first time, finally watched the OJ documentary, mm-hmm. the five episode OJ documentary. Yeah. And they're talking about the Mark Furman tapes. Yeah. Should we allow the jury to hear this? Is this relevant? And the um the prosecution, Chris Darden, made the case that black people cannot hear this word and remain objective. Like the word is too deeply emotional for us that we can't a jury has to be objective. Mm-hmm. We can't allow them to hear this word because it's going to short wire, you know, short circuit their rationality, prevent them from from being objective. Yeah. And then Johnny Cochran got up there and said, I can't believe he just said that racist bullshit. The idea that black people, you know, can't like can't be objective after hearing this word is, um, you know, patronizing and racist and blah, blah, blah. And. Johnny Cochran's view was widely seen as like, you know, the sort of, you know, I don't know. It kind of won the day. Like people sort of liked Chris Darden until they heard uh, Johnny Cochran's rebuttal. And it, it struck me that today there are so many examples where people are basically making Chris Darden's side of that argument. People are basically saying, Black people are too fragile to ever hear the N-word um, uttered. It doesn't matter the context. It doesn't matter he was saying it in quotation marks. It doesn't matter the, the, that executive at Netflix, like Jonathan Friedland or whatever, he, was, he said the word, and they were, it was in a meeting about what words they should allow in like comedy specials on Netflix. Right? Right. They were saying, where's the line? What are we going to allow comics to say? Right. And he, in that context, said the N-word. Right. And, and got canned for it, yeah. and and you know the the professor at that college that he you know in Mandarin did you hear about the story in in Mandarin Chinese there is a phrase that's pronounced nega nega right and it's basically their equivalent of um and like right if you listen to any Mandarin speakers on the subway you're gonna hear nega 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 uh, they're saying um um like like right, right? <clears throat> and so a, a, a Mandarin professor at this college says it and he gets like suspended right yeah for speaking chinese because some students misunderstood 
or willfully misunderstood or or whatever because um, it's power it's power yeah it's 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 a it's it's like <clears throat> i mean i'll get i could get fucked for even if i was anybody and i would ever even have this conversation mm-hmm. i can be fucked Right. They'll come after me. Like you shouldn't. I shouldn't talk about it. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's crazy to me is that you can't even have conversations mm-hmm. when they're like, "No, you don't get to talk about it." It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, we can't even have conversations anymore mm-hmm. about words. And you know, like the guy at Netflix, who took who took his job? I mean, you know what I mean? Like when you sort of the culture took his job. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I'm sure the people under him were happy. To mm-hmm. get that position. Right. I'm sure there was a lot of people in that room that didn't like him. Mm-hmm. If he was well-liked and everybody mm-hmm. loved mm-hmm. this guy and everybody was happy there, if there was no greed or fucking um, underhandedness or, you know, if people didn't, you know, I'm sure people didn't like him. Right. Wanted this fucking, was he a white dude, right? He was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get him the fuck out. Right. And he said it. And, you know, right now, where we're at, and we can get him out. He said this word. Goodbye. See you later. There's nothing he could do about it. Mm-hmm. Who's going to back him up? Mm-hmm. They want that. They want him gone. They want that position. There's more power. Mm-hmm. And they use that. It's, it's, it's very cynical. That's the thing about so much of these culture war sort of cancellations that happen. Yeah. Is it's not a rule that's co- applied consistently across no. the board. It's a rule that's applied for usually white guys, all like often guys, mm-hmm. Um, that may not be totally well-liked. Mm. You know, Mike Pesca is another example who got fired. Well, he didn't technically get fired, but left Slate, was pressured to leave Slate, not for saying the N-word, but for questioning whether that other guy, Don McNeil, was okay. So it was like so many layers removed right. from the actual word. Yeah. Um, but it's a way of getting rid of inconvenient people, people who don't right. always toe the ideological exactly. line. And... And and so it's it's very cynical and it and it it really it um it only survives if it's perceived as sincere, right? So it's always going to come with this act of I'm so hurt, I'm so wounded, mm-hmm. victim. right? The victim. Yes. But meanwhile, like if if like Joy Joy Reid on MSNBC, oh. the stuff she wrote about gay people like ten years ago on her blog, nothing. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, we can. She got it. hacked. We can figure. It. Yeah, she got hacked. She got hacked. Blah, blah, blah. Well, it's because maybe she's well liked. She's blah blah blah. She's so, needed. She's needed. She's needed for them. Right. She says the things that a sane person wouldn't say. Right. She does the things that a, a person with a sane mind wouldn't mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody who has uh, empathy and ethics and believes in uh, righteousness wouldn't be on that, you know, say the things and do the things that she does. Mm-hmm. So she's needed because those people are hard to come by, mm-hmm. like ruthless people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those news people are on both sides. Can you imagine the type of person that writes something, writes an opinion on their blog, yeah. gets discovered years later as having had this opinion, right. and actually tries to go for the lie that I was hacked? Yeah, it's it's... She's like a, sincerely, like guys, like I have no idea. We have to look into this. We have to get an invest. I mean, the level of dishonesty. It's it's is it's crazy to me. It's a crazy person. It's an actor. Yeah. It's fucking. I'm telling you, man. This business. That's why comics. We're kind of um, 
we're kind of you can't get us because our fans are all we need, mm-hmm. and we only need a thousand of them mm-hmm. to make a living. Right. I only need I only need a couple thousand people to go to my shows every year, and I can live the way I'm living right now, and probably put my kid through school and enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. I you know, I mean Joe Rogan's lucky he's got a fucking ten zillion dollars in the bank. But what does he, he doesn't? What does he do? Fucking hunt moose and fucking eat elk heart and <laughs> elk fucking heart. And, and do jujitsu. He's not really doing. It's not like he's using it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He doesn't have boats and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, comics, we we kind of hold each other to the flame. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just go out there and say stupid shit. Oh, we will all talk about you. Right. We will all trash you. It's just this it. The, you the, do something stupid, and we're going to make fun of you. Right. Because that's what we do. We go and we make fun of stupid, silly shit like that. And they hate that we didn't. Ask, we don't have to ask them anymore. Mm-hmm. We used to when Ray Romano and you had these shows and Roseanne and TV. There was three channels, and you made fucking a gazillion dollars if you could go on and pitch your show. And the execs are like, you're gonna, and that that exist that doesn't exist for us anymore. Mm-hmm. We're all canceled. We're all. If you haven't been canceled, you can be canceled. They'll just go back and find something mm-hmm. that you did when it was okay to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they'll try to take you out whenever the fuck they want. So we don't give a fuck anymore. I'm a comedian. I do stand-up comedy. I'm going to do comedy at you know the cellar. I'm going to do my gigs on the road. And hopefully I become more successful in stand-up and people come and see me. But the 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 the... the Option of becoming like uh, fucking uh, being in an, a Marvel film, it's not an option anymore. The option of having a sitcom on NBC. I don't know. Who, who's in the next Hulk movie? I couldn't be Hulk. I could be the <laughs> thing, maybe. The thing. You could be the thing. I That's could be right. Thor in fucking uh, in the Endgame when he was fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, I mean, I could be Kingpin. <laughs> But yeah, it's it's so that's why we're you know, if 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 anybody did that shit in the community and and people mm-hmm. do people say stupid shit, mm-hmm. but you guys got like Jimmy Dore and and Rogan and and uh, Schultz and um you know Burr and 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 uh, there's a ton of podcasts that are out there just being honest and vulnerable and trying to say what they think is righteous, right? Right. And and then you got the news that has some weird fucking agenda, and it's not working anymore. That's what's mm-hmm. so beautiful. The ratings, it doesn't, it worked. So, but the, here's the thing: here, the fundamental difference between comedy and all this other stuff, yeah, is that laughter is involuntary, mm-hmm. and uh, the the if there if you imagine like the equivalent of laughter for like news and punditry, what is it? It's like thinking that was a good point or right. whatever like yeah righteous you know who are the bad people that kind of thing is much more liable to um fakery phoniness manipulation right like right. tucker yeah. don lemon those kind of guys yeah they can they can get someone on the show yell at them mm-hmm. pretend they've made no good points right <laughs> and do really well with their audience right whereas a comic trying to make people laugh in order to make people laugh you have to appeal to something that goes past their prefrontal cortex straight to their gut mm-hmm. and is funny right and right. you can get people laughing at a joke that 
they actually don't agree with the underlying point. Like if you if you ask them the next day, you know, let's say it's a you know it's like a Bill Burr kind of anti-feminist type joke. Right. You will have a, a like a hardcore feminist laughing because the joke is too good. The way it's structured is just like perfect. Yep. yep. Whereas if a serious person tried to make the point he was making seriously, they would just say, "No, that's a horrible point. It's 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 sexist. It's blah right. blah blah." Yeah. So it's it, it's it's um laughter's kind of tamper proof. Yeah. It's it's uh whereas pretending something's a good point in yeah. the public discourse space is you it's very easy to pretend right. that you're right about everything that no one on the other side is making a good point but la- laughter and comedy is very insulated from that kind of phoniness. One of the greatest things I've seen an example of that is when Burr was working on a special and he was coming to New York just doing sets. Mm-hmm. And he had an abortion joke. Mm-hmm. And I remember going over the V and it was all young girls. Mostly girls. Was it the, the baking, the kind of baking? Yeah, it was like, uh, you know, um, you say, I, have, I had a baby. That was a, my baby. It's, it's not a baby. Well, it would have been. Yeah, he didn't yeah. knock it over. Right. And I just like you, watched. You put a cake in the oven and you just take it out after 10 minutes. And you're like, yeah. what you, it wasn't even a cake. Yeah. Well, it would have been. been. Yeah, if you did, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You knock it on the ground. Right. You hit right. the panel and it's on the floor. Yeah. yeah. But it, 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 I remember watching the crowd and they were so fucking wanted to hate him. But it was too funny. He got him. And they were laughing. He got yeah. him at the end and I and, and they bowed their head and they covered their mouths and mm-hmm. I shouldn't be laughing at this, you mm-hmm. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That was funny. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. That's why I love comedy. Right. That's why I think that people are turning to us for podcasting because mm-hmm. we are making shit funny and we're talking about shit in a real way. And we can't be phony mm-hmm. because the ones that phony are phony. It's not funny. It's not funny. And yeah. we will fucking, you'll get called out. Right. You know, if Rogan was doing stupid shit, Believe me, we'd all be like fucking, you know, Nikki Glaser sang a song about Bob Saget and everybody in the world made fun of her the next day. And she she was bummed about it. But listen, you you know, you did you went and wrote a song. We're gonna make fun of you. I'm sorry. It's what comics do. We're not actors. Mm-hmm. You know it's coming. Mm-hmm. You knew it. I know you wanted to leave have that song go out there and have us all, hey man, that was fucking beautiful. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Bob just died. You wrote a song? What? <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I love it. I love comedy. It's, mm-hmm. It is. It's it's um, it's uh, Teflon, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's it's weird, too. You, you're a musician. Mm-hmm. I, it makes me sick how good you are. It makes me fucking angry how, like, you're smart. You're actually cool. You're not I'm an blushing. asshole. I'm blushing. You're a good-looking guy. Wow. You 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 play an instrument well. You have a successful podcast. And what made me furious is when your rap was good. <laughs> <laughs> I really, it made me go, fuck, God damn it, God. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? I'm just looking at my stomach. I got to go, can't have a carb. <laughs> I have no hair. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I got nothing. Yeah, my hair's receding too, man. Yeah, but it still looks yeah. goddamn. You still look like that Let's magician. See. What's his name? <laughs> What's magician? the magician's name? <laughs> What's his name? David Blaine. David Blaine. Yeah, he's still. How do I look like? I look like David Blaine. Yeah, you. you what know. does David Blaine look like? Oh, bring David Blaine. You don't know David Blaine? Get the fuck out of here. I, I've seen videos a long time ago, but David I can't. Blaine's the best. 
I feel like I would have remembered him if he looked like me, is what I'm saying. And I don't remember oh. him that much. No, he looks like you. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, that's <laughs> you, dude. Okay. That's you. Is a, a, I don't even know what he is. <coughs> looks like you a little bit, right? Listen, uh, we're going to play... Uh, we're gonna play. We're gonna go into uh, overtime now. I don't know where Greg went. Greg, this is why. Why, Nicole? What, what the fuck? Did he say he's gonna leave twice? No, I had no heads up about either of them. Is he doing two sets? I hate Greg Stone right now. <laughs> this is what I hate comics. This is why comics suck because they will leave you to do a set, a ten minute set. I mean, he's are you, ugh, fuck him. Is he coming back? Can you call him? Yeah. And see if he's coming back. Anyways, we're gonna go into overtime right now. Uh, but as we do, we're going to transition. I want to play your video. That way, if it gets flagged, we can cut it out. And blah. But I want to say, we're going to play his video right now. It's a brand new video. It's on your YouTube page. What is that mm-hmm. again? Cold X-Man. C-O-L-D-X-A-M-X-M-A-N. It just makes me angry that you're smart, nerdy, cool. You're like this everything man. You know what I mean? It, I'm, I'm blushing. You like, can't tell because uh, I'm black, but I'm you, blushing. You're like... Uh, <laughs> You're like uh, uh, Elon Musk fucked Lenny Kravitz. (laughs) (laughs) It makes me mad. And you (laughs) didn't you show up with like a hot chick at Gnomes once? Yeah. You date smokers. You date smokers. (laughs) And I know you get them with the fucking trombone too. And then they find out you're you're fucking intelligent. Oh Oh, my God. How long have you been doing your podcast? Two years. Two years. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got to check out his podcast. It's one of my favorite podcasts. And we're going to talk about this, too, because you get fucked with, too, because you you don't toe a line. You don't. You get fucked with. You get called Uncle Tom. People mm-hmm. fuck with you all the time because mm-hmm. you, you, you say things to me like common sense, but people don't like it. Mm-hmm. People want you to fucking get your shit together. And that Some must be tough. Do. So I want to talk about that. Stick around, it's not over yet. This episode of YKWD is continuing now, exclusively on patreon.com slash Robert Kelly. See you there. Um, Listen, we're going to play your video now. We're going to do your plugs. Mm-hmm. You are Coleman Hughes, and I, I'm telling you, if you guys have a podcast, you guys got to have him on. I told Ari he's going to have you on. Do his, uh, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't know why Rogan. I don't know why he hasn't had you on. You're so fucking interesting. I, I would love to go. Get there. get this. Get his podcast and get his stuff in front of Rogan. You absolutely should be on Rogan. You're so fucking smart, um, and you're you're funny and you're talented. And he should have you on. I'm saying you, that man. right now. So. Thank you. And um, now do me. <laughs> I'm gonna do. I'm, <laughs> I mean, you, you should do this show again. Before, <laughs> Before you do Rogan, you should be. We'll run this a few more times. We'll do this a couple more times. <laughs> be funny if you got Rogan from this. I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> just you two are both on Rogan. I'm like, hey. Yeah, yeah Rogan's like, I don't know who this Coleman guy is, but oh. the guy who keeps leaving and coming back <laughs> He's seems hilarious. to be fun. <laughs> I, I, if I have to answer, why haven't you been on Rogan? I am not smart enough, okay? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love Rogan. Um, so here we go, right here. Coleman Hughes. What's the website? ComanHughes.org. Uh, you know you're smart when you have an org. <laughs> you're not a com like us losers. <laughs> RobertKelly.com. RobertKellyLive.com. I'm GregStone.Website is down. <laughs> <laughs> Working under construction. Oh, shit. Tour dates from 92 on there. He's an org. ComanHughes.org. And uh, check out all his stuff. He's uh, a brilliant young man. 
and uh, very talented. And uh, I, I swear to God, you will love his podcast if you check it out. Uh, and of course, Badang, one of my favorites. <laughs> I think you blanked on my name. Well, no, dude, I mean, <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. I love you too. I mean, I really. Love I you fucking too. love you. I tell everybody about you. Um, Greg, Greg Stone. Stone is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mike Cannon for some reason. I, uh, <laughs> I'm kidding. Greg Stone, one of the funniest motherfuckers. I mean, genuinely funny. There's a lot of people out there right now. Oh, he's hilarious. I love they throw hilarious around. He's a killer. No, he's not. No, she's not. All right? This guy, fucking funny, funny. For sitting here talking to him downstairs on a bus, on a plane, on a fucking donkey. Greg Stone will make you laugh. And on stage. You got to check him out. He's got a podcast. What's your podcast name? Friday Night Greg for that Friday Night Energy okay. Wednesday morning. Yeah, the singing thing. Night Cream right. is game changing. All right, we're going to play his video and then we'll play one of your videos. Oh, I, I mean, got to talk to you. I, I, I got to forget about poor Coleman. These guys did a lot of great work. You play my video, it erases you of everything else you've seen because <laughs> now you're just a Night Cream guy. Greg has a, a show Night called Cream? Night Cream. Uh, and it's you and who? Dan that name makes me uncomfortable. Night cream? Yeah. I've had your back this whole podcast. <laughs> Piece of shit. <laughs> it's, well, it's a very sexual name, as I'm a sexual band. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. RobertKellyLive.com. Hey, I am at Point Pleasant this weekend with the great Joe Russell, Jokes Russell. At Jokes Russell, check him out. He's right over there with a fucking dumb hat on all night. <laughs> fucking elf. Uh, and then, of course, I'm going to be at Saratoga Springs Comedy Works on the 11th and the 12th. Uh, and then the 16th, I'm at Capital Prime, Lansing, the 17th, the Park Theater. The 18th, I'll be at Club Garbaldi and um, in uh, Milwaukee. And then Chicago on the 19th at the Lincoln Lodge. You guys, I'm making that Michigan run. I'll be at Laugh It Up uh, at Poughkeepsie. Uh, we moved that date. Sorry, the snowstorm never came in, by the way. We're going to cancel. Friday night, I could have done. Saturday night, the snow was over. I could have done both fucking nights. Sold out shows on Saturday. Suck my. Anyways, Poughkeepsie, we rescheduled that the 4th and the 5th. I hope you hold your tickets. If not, please come back and come see me up there. We're going to be at the new club, I believe, over by the train station in the Irish pub where it used to be, which is a better venue anyways. Calta Cruz in Tampa. And then we got Grand Rapids. This is the 25th and 26th. This is show is going to be nuts. Me, Ari Shafir, and Big Jay Okerson, who I love. All of us are doing a show for shits and giggles to be together and have fun, which I'm so happy about. That's why I love fucking Ari. He's like, let's just do a show together. He could go there and yeah. sell it out. You know what I mean? And he's like, let's just go do a show together. That's fucking, I love, I love him. So we're going to be doing, that show's going to be great. And then, of course, McCurdy's. I'll be back down there. I got so many dates coming up. And Tampa, I'm filming my hour special. Uh, I have an hour that was fucking lost after my last hour because I didn't do a special. And then all this bullshit happened. And uh, what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to be filming that in Tampa. So as soon as we get the venue, as soon as we get the date, I will let you know your job. Tell everybody, sell it out, and go to the fuck down there. Go down. Come down. If you're even up here, Boston, whatever, go down there. Go to uh, comicwearables.com. Get yourself a nice hat. I got these hats. If you go to YKWD, not all merch, YKWD, YKWD, it's right there. <laughs> Click on it, you little fucking Nikki. Um, look at all that stuff. YKWD hats. We got the uh, Skankfest skull patch uh, done by Alex. We got all kinds of stuff up there. Hoodies, shirts. You got Pancake Sunday. You got Not You hoodie. 
YKWD baseball hat, the Robert Kelly, all the stuff. Use code word Ladybugs and uh, get 20% off all of that merch right the fuck now. And show up at one of my shows with the merch on. I give you a big fat hug. What else do I got to do? Nickelol? We got to. Good. What else? Okay, so do I have to read this thing or at the end? At the end. That guy, holy shit. All right, guys, listen, we're going to do a couple reads here, and we're going to wrap this up. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Again, ColemanHughes.org, because he's better than us. And we got Greg <laughs> Stone. <laughs> Stone.com, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Greg I mean, Yeah, please, go check these guys out. Thanks for coming on. I got to read this. We got a brand new sponsor of this show. Uh, check this out, fucking people. I want to thank my new small business tier sponsor, Gunter Law Group. If we learn anything over the past two years, it is to be prepared. You got to be prepared, not just in terms of food, water, toilet paper, etc., but also in terms of getting your legal house in order before it's too late. Even if you don't have Rogan, Rogan, Rogan money. That's funny. I said Rogan because I'm bald. Even if you don't have Rogan money, a will, you need a will. I got to get one of these. I'm calling them tomorrow. I need a will. Me too. Me and my wife literally just started talking about it. Yeah. Kid. A will lets your loved ones know. You have a will? No. You need a will, motherfucker. Oh, God. <laughs> my hairline is receding. I need a will. This is so morbid. <laughs> no, Ari needs a will. Keith needs a will. Keith. Uh, you need Ari a will. doesn't have a will after that whole thing. <laughs> I, know, I know, right? Uh, a will lets your loved ones know how to distribute your estate after you die, regardless of the size of the estate. At the very least, you should consider a will, a medical power of attorney, and DNR direct so that your loved ones don't have to decide whether or not to pull the plug on you during one of the most painful points in their lives. This is crazy. No, I like it. Listen, let's end on a real high note. At the end of the day, it is one of the most loving loving things you can do for your loved ones. When your mother has just had enough with life, what do you do? (laughs) Now you're not even reading out loud anymore. I'm trying. Listen, man, this is some serious. (laughs) It's so serious. If you need one, you need a one. Listen, I went through this shit. Yeah. With my stepfather, with my father Larry, and it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So you have a will, you got to make sure this shit's righteous because things are righteous. It's true. Yeah. I, I had a, gotten to a bunch of bullshit over my grandma's will. Really? She had two different wills. Jeez. Bickering between my mom, my aunts. It's still not resolved. Tell you to when people when people die, family members go nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, my my aunt and my uncles fought over my grandfather's gallstones that were in a jar. <laughs> they had to divvy them up. Wow. Yeah, those, I want one. I mean, what the fuck? Everyone knows when I die, my wife gets all the X-Men related action figures. Yeah. My brother gets the Spider-Man related action figures. And my kid, uh, I'll probably give him some of the events. You give your kid everything. The question is, he who gets the intellectual property rights to Night Cream? Harumi, probably, because he's, he's already scammed me out of all of it. Sure. Well, here's the deal. This is what you should do. Uh, if you're anywhere in Texas, contact Kyle, <laughs> Kyla Gunter at Gunter Law Group for free 30-minute consultation to discuss your options. Go to GunterLawGroup.com, email Kyla directly at Kyla, that's K-Y-L-A, I'm saying that right, at GunterLawGroup.com, or just call them at 682-224-1967 to set up your consultation today. And if you mention YKWD, they're going to knock 25% off of the fee. This is legal uh, legal advantage and is not intended to be 
specific legal advice. Um, yeah, I mean, it's I'm gonna actually call these guys because I need to set up a will. Mm-hmm. So it's actually smart, especially you know if you got some shit and you got a kid, have a will because it, it gets fucking queer when you when queer. you die. Yeah, queer in the way the word <laughs> queer should be used. I mean, I'm sorry, odd. That, you know, yeah, odd. Can I use the word? Does it always odd. have to have a fucking rainbow behind it and a guy going, la? I just wouldn't use you odd. You can't have a Boston accent and say queer normally. <laughs> this, you know what? This right. is true. My accent, I can't say certain words because it is racist and no matter what I do. If you wills, if you want to look at your will, don't be a fucking queer. <laughs> I know. I apologize. That's how I, heard it. I don't know what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a loser. <laughs> Get yourself a will. And I want to, uh, we got to read these names. Can you read these names? You want, let you read I them. I like to read them. See how fast you can read them on Adderall. Mad heck, you motherfucker. Thanks for coming. $10. Jack, you piece of shit. Thank you. <laughs> Kenny Vago, you're in the business. Thanks. <laughs> Tosh Devadarini, you're the one I love. Jonathan Tetralt, thanks for coming. Sam Phelps, God bless. Herschel Rostein, I love, it. I love the way your body is. David Ryder, <laughs> ride you to the top. Joey Adams, the king of the world. What? Graham Hamilton, you even spell your own name wrong. That's how weird and a good guy you are. Guy Patterson, Orange Vision, IDC. We got a kind of robot on here. God bless him. Gian before, bless. Token black dude, welcome to the gang. Yancini Jones, suck your own dick. Willie Madden, you're related to a guy who just died. Terry Brookshire, sounds like a guy in the mall, the store. You know what I mean? Gustav Buffangul. Rob, no last name. Fuck you. Aaron Jurgensen, sounds like a cream. Steven Ronberger is like a rapist football player. Leandro Jahan, some weird country. Colton Vaughn, God bless. Mike Tour, Tour My Ligaments. Lawrence. And let him read the last Oh, one. sorry. Did you want to do this? Polish? Oh, you like a little bit Paul? Like Paul? You're like similar to Paul? He's Paul and he's Polish. Kind of Polish. <laughs> he's both. He's a little Stan like. Listen, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I had a great time. I finally got you on the show. I'm excited. Uh, I, I want to get yeah. you on my live from the shed. Come up to the house. Yeah, anytime. Anytime. And oh, do that one on one. Let's do it. How long have you known each other? Just for my own record. <laughs> Two weeks. Just for my own I've, record, I'd love to know how long I've you know, know each other. Two, two You're weeks. getting a shed invite? <laughs> I've done the show 40 times, 100 <laughs> Patreons, and no one's ever fucking seen. The shed couldn't be, the shed might as well be on Mars for me. <laughs> nah, but let's have a good time. Rob needs black friends. <laughs> Polish. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Go Down. <laughs> Greg, thank you so much. Oh, I love you. you. Always the best, dude. And I would definitely have you at my house for like a barbecue. <laughs> uh, if you Where there's a lot of other people, and you're definitely not coming inside. Um, and I want to thank, of course, Nikki, uh, Mush. I want to thank uh, Joe and all you fans who are checking it out. I hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back next Tuesday. We have a fucking another live one. Uh, so uh, we'll see you then. You know what, dude? Later. been listening to the ykwd podcast thanks for listening now go back to your shitty jobs shitty jobs